Welcome to the Clubhouse Podcast, exclusively brought to you by Oz American Aces. Our podcast will be going live every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. The Clubhouse is our new talk show. We'll be chatting a little bit of the NRL, a little bit of sports cards, and a little bit of everything else that's going on in our lives. Please make sure you have subscribed to all our channels and are also following us on social media at Oz American Aces so you don't miss a beat. Righto, let's get into the show. All right, lads, welcome to the Clubhouse Podcast, episode number one. Uh, sitting here in the freshly painted Abbotsford studio. Uh, I think we're the first ones in here. So very exciting, exclusively brought to you by Oz American Aces, and this will be out every Wednesday night, 7.30 for the next eight weeks. So uh, yeah, really excited and uh, obviously got my co-host here, Jerome Hughes and Cameron Money Munster. So um, like I said, it's uh, I'm going to be the serious one and we've got the two funniest blokes in the storm here as well. So um, yeah, boys, welcome. Uh, we've had this in the works for a long time, but uh, yeah, it's good that we've finally got it together. Yeah, mate, it's good to finally be here. Um, awesome studio we got here in Abbotsford. So it's good to be here. Not going to lie, a little bit nervous, um, but um, you know, I've, I'm really excited as well, mate. And um, like you said, we've been in the works for for a while now. Uh, we're going to talk about a few things that we do. Obviously, do a few things together, play footy together as well. So, get a bit of insight on um, you know what we've been doing. So, uh, yeah, now that I'm now that I'm here, I'm actually really excited. Honestly, you two are made for this. I think your insights into things are. Pretty funny. They're different perspectives for sure. Um, but yeah, like I said, I don't think you should be nervous. You're a natural. And Cameron Money Munster won his best kit in here today, yeah. uh, fresh off the golf course. Thanks, boys. You Thanks excited, mate? Uh, really good. And I'm really excited to obviously jump on the podcast, the clubhouse, um, and beautiful um, Abbotsford here as well. So I just want to say thank you for having me on board, boys. And um, yeah, like you said, we spoke about this for a long time. And um, I know Husey obviously is a little bit comfortable but and a little bit nervous at the same time, but so am I. And Really excited to get bring some insights to not only fans but um, other people that we love with our hobbies and obviously with Four Point and um, yeah I'm sure you'll touch on on that but yeah really excited to be on board of the clubhouse. Yeah, I think that's the thing. That's a different insight, different perspective. Like you said, we've wanted to do this for a while now through Four Point. Um, but yeah, we're lucky enough. Oz American Aces have um, pretty much give us a helping hand, and we're here now to talk about it. So I'm sure it'll be a lot more comfortable as we get through these topics. But um, just for those wondering, insight to the show, um, what we do, why we do it, um, why Oz American Aces. We obviously all love our American sports. Um, we all support a certain team as well. Um, and like we said, we have our sports card business on the side. So um, that's that side of things. We're going to review NRL games, preview NRL games from a player's voice, which uh, obviously we're not going to be too controversial. Um, we'll say that straight off the bat. It's not what we're about. But in saying that, we're going to some detail and, and make sure it's um, entertaining for the listeners. And we'll also be doing breaking sport cards. We'll be doing that right at the end. So make sure you tune in to watch that. Um, discussing entertaining topics and discussions um, pop culture, what's hot, and yeah, plenty of banter, competitions, giveaways, and plenty more. So um, it's very exciting. But yeah, for those who are wondering what we're doing, that's what we're doing. And yeah, who better to do it with than uh, Jerome Hughes and Cameron Money Munster? So I reckon we start off with Money's kit. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Obviously, a golf kit. He was late. Mm, I was late. First yeah. off, but. We know why. He said he was somewhere important, but obviously he's been on the golf course. Let us, what's uh, what's been happening today, brother? Uh, look, um, I went to play against Walshy at the Capitol. Um, he was talking a big game, and, and that's why they call me Money Munster, boys, because I just, I, <laughs> I fleeced him, boys. I fleeced him. You're welcome, Walshy. Unlucky, brother. How did you go? What, what was the score? What's what's both of your handicaps? Uh, Walshy's off um, 15, and I'm off 12.8, so... 
Um, yeah, he kind of capitulated on the last hole um, where he pressed and and you know what Welsh is like under pressure, boys. He yeah, goes to water and to crumble. Um, did he? Um, his nickname is Paper Mache. So <laughs> did he? I think the last few times we played with him, he hasn't pulled out his driver. So did that mm. hurt him today, or did he actually pull it out? Unfortunately, um, as you know, boys playing at the Capital, it's a big, big course. So you need your driver on most holes, and um, he's using his four iron a fair few times, and um, it's pretty, it's pretty disrespectful to be honest. It's embarrassing. He needs to get lessons, and um, yeah, he's, he's, um, yeah. Let's just leave it at that. The four iron off a tee um, that just screams um, cat. Yep. And um, yeah, look, it's, we'll have um, to um, we'll have to get him into in- interrogate him about that because yeah. uh, it's a lot of cash. But I'm um, I'm actually quite happy that you got it off Welchy. Yeah, look, I'm sorry, boys, I was late, but at the end of the day, money comes first for me. And, <laughs> um, yeah, just happy I got it. Thanks, boys. Hey, it's not good enough, lads. Before we start, um, we'll be doing this each week. We're getting someone to write in an icebreaker. <laughs> so off the bat, we'll be getting someone from Four Point Collectibles. We'll run a story. We'll get them to send in their best icebreaker for us, and we will answer it. But the twist is we don't get to see it until right now. So we've got one here. Icebreaker today is. Who's going? For, we'll go Mun first. Mun's got to start. We'll go left to right. Okay. right. Oh. Mun's got to start. Or right to left to the. All right. Icebreaker number one, episode one of the clubhouse. If you had to delete all but three apps from your phone, which three apps would you keep? Ooh. Don't need a why unless, unless it's a bit sus, but. Let's go. Which three apps would you keep on your phone? Munster. Three apps I'd keep on my phone. Um, I reckon I would have to keep um, my GA handicap, <laughs> my my score. For those who don't know, Golf Australia handicap. It uh, stores everyone's handicap from the team and who you might verse. So, yep, and GA yeah. handicap. My my score, just to obviously be able to score at golf courses. And my third one would have to be. You've you only got one more pick. Remember, you got a kid. <laughs> yeah, no, I've got a kid. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to keep messages um, just to make sure my missus is happy. And, uh, I'm, I'm actually in his life for a little bit longer than a week. All right. So, Wait, so does that count, though? So, messages and that? Is that, I, I'd is say that it would. App? Yeah, I'd say it would count. Can you delete that though? I don't think you can delete. Well, let's. Ha- if I try it now and I delete it, will I be able to re-download yeah. it? I'm gonna. Have yeah, I don't think you can delete it. All right, no. let's see. You can. You can. You can delete messages. Okay, okay so I'm gonna keep go. messages then. This so to keep All Mrs. Right. Happy. She can contact me and make way. So messages, my score, and Golf Australia yeah. handicap. Easy. Mine's easy. I'll obviously got to go messages and then messenger to be able to talk to. Um, Family over in NZ or mm. elsewhere. Yeah, right. And I was going to say WhatsApp, but that's the same thing. But <laughs> I'll just go photos in or cap. Ah, oh. yeah, photos, photos, photos. That's really interesting. I mean, like they're two two similar things. I would have thought you might have gone like the WhatsApp, which then you wouldn't have need messages and messenger. You know what I mean? Right? Yeah. Does that make sense? That does make sense. I know anyway, it's too late I don't now. think about it that much. So you've gone messages. Yeah. Do you want to go back on that? Yeah, I'll just go WhatsApp then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then you need to pick one more. Oh, so I go WhatsApp, WhatsApp photos. Yeah. Photos. And one more. Uh, what do I use a lot? Safari. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't even use Safari, to be honest. Um, no, I'll just go my original. They, yeah. All right. I'll just go my original. All right. Boring. But anyway, yeah. uh, my three apps I would keep are, I'd go WhatsApp for sure. I think a lot of my messages done off WhatsApp. Um, I'm going to go the weather app. 
just because quite it's quite handy to know, you know, mm. what's coming up. And my third app would be to keep me entertained. I'm going to say Instagram. Why just, Instagram? I was actually sorry, I can't. I don't say need why. a why. Yeah, I don't need a why, but yeah. I'll, uh, you know, just keep me entertained. You know, go through the reels. What do you watch though? What's your go-to reels? Like, what comes up on your is algorithm? It, is that because you're single and you want to be able to talk to people? Yeah, well, it's another form of messaging, isn't it? It is. No, but yes, it is. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, those would be my three. I don't need to justify why, but no, uh, no. yeah, good icebreaker, good start, Tommy. I like that start? one. Who well done. Who sent that in? That's a good one. Mr. Tommy Sheridan, Tommy Oz American Aces himself. I put it. I put the pressure on early. I said, "Look, we'll be having an icebreaker. Hit us with right, one." First. But like we said, if you want to be the next icebreaker questionnaire asker, I guess that's how you say it. Um, hop on a four point collectibles or Oz American Aces. We'll have a sticker up there, and you can put in your icebreaker for next week. So, well done, lads. First segment done. Um, next one. What's been happening around in your lives lately? Um, Obviously, Munster's just closed in on how he's played golf and whatnot and mm. touched on how he's uh, obviously got his son, Jackson, and uh, beautiful partner, Bianca. Um, but, yeah, what's been happening other than that, Munster? Uh, enjoying life. Uh, obviously, taking boys' cashes for golf. But um, <laughs> nah, probably um, it's pretty much around the world. Uh, I've got a kid due in the next two weeks so um, in the washing machine. So, yeah, look, it's going to be exciting. I'm not too sure what gender it's going to be. But, um, yeah, whatever it is, as long as it's healthy and um, – and happy. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't have my energetic abilities, but um, <laughs> yeah, hopefully, uh, my son's got it. So I'm a bit worried about the next one. But um, yeah, look, traveling well. Uh, I haven't played great footy the last probably couple of weeks, but hopefully, I can get back to my best against the Raiders. But um, everything's going well. I'm enjoying everything else. So yeah, look, really excited to hopefully go well this weekend. But in saying that, um, yeah, just really enjoying the sport that's on at the moment, and I'm um, just watching everything that's on. Just touching on your crazy kid, Jackson, uh, I heard a little story during the week that I think listeners would be pretty happy to hear. It's uh, It made me laugh for sure. But like you said, he's high energy like his dad. But um, you, know, you got something to share about uh, Jackson and a, a possible daycare story I hear. Mm, yeah. Um, <laughs> at home, he's pretty handsy. So um, we obviously dropped him off and I went to go pick him up uh, about a week ago and uh, one of the daycare ladies is like, oh, oh, your son. Um, and I said, oh, what's he done? And um, she's like, oh, he's very rough. And I said, oh, what do you mean by rough? And she goes, oh, he keeps hitting the kids in the face. And I went, oh, does he now? And she goes, yeah. And I said, as long as they hit him back. And they say, yeah, he does. But he laughs at them. And I was like, oh, right, okay. So, um, yeah, we've got a bit of um, bit of discipline to start doing to our kid because, unfortunately, I can't afford to have him at home more times than he's at school because <laughs> you look at me, I'm not the road scholar of any, any means. So I need him to be in school as much as possible. So, yeah, look, we're going to have a bit of a chat to him once uh, I get home tonight. <laughs> it's so funny because it's like, I, I don't know about you, own, but like when I was at daycare, I was doing similar things. It's like only now that you find it funny, but at the time, yeah, cop the spray from mum and dad. Oh, but it's uh, yeah, it's definitely interesting. What about you, Rome? I've uh, actually seen you at a few Matildas games lately. So, uh Bit of backstory behind that, what's been happening, and um, just quietly, how good has that been on the telly and just seeing everyone react oh, to that? It's been amazing, yeah. I think, for women's sport in Australia. But yeah, I'll let you touch on that more. Seen you at a few games. So, how's all that been? The FIFA World Cup's been crazy. Mm. Like the atmosphere around it, the, the chat about it, um, you know, the vibe, and just, it's just electric. Like the Matildas, are, it's massive over here. And 
Um, you know, I'm a, obviously a proud Kiwi and, mm. you know, we the girls won their first game and that went off um, over there in New Zealand because it's um, games are both in New Zealand, toasted yeah. by New Zealand yeah. and Oz. So, unfortunately, they're out now and uh, i got a good friend of mine that's um, actually the goalie for the Matildas and um, she got us tickets, uh, me and my wife, to go to the game and we've seen you there in the box, obviously, <laughs> while we were in the – you know the the lower class ones, and you were in the box with all your you know, <laughs> AFL mates and that. But uh, but it was awesome, eh? The atmosphere was crazy. Um, the girls put on a absolute show, four mm. nil, um, and they played last night and uh, won again. So um, I feel like the whole Australia is getting behind them, and um, it's an awesome feeling. I, although I'm a fellow Kiwi, so I'll support Matildas now. The Kiwis are out, but um, you know it's going to be awesome, and you know they're coming into their finals now, and it's. You know, it's just massive. The views and the streams on obviously the TV were, were more than the Sutter Origin um, yeah. last night. So that just shows how much people are behind Australia. So look, really excited for them and hopefully they can go deep into the finals and, and then hold the trophy. You said um, obviously good mates with the Matilda's goalkeeper, keeper, Mackenzie Arnold. Mackenzie Arnold, yep. Um, yeah, where that start from? Do you guys go to school together or yep, is that? Went to school yeah. together. Yeah. yeah. She's um she's a legend of a chick and um, she's over in England playing it over in Europe playing at the moment and um, absolutely killing it. So uh, it's good to see you back here, especially like for the whole Matildas team having a World Cup here and for them just having such a great team and seeing all the energy they got and so much backing from everyone over here. It's you know it's awesome to see and I know you know the whole country's behind them and I, I really think they can do something special to be honest the way they've been playing and um, to win something like that. Uh, for the Matildas in their home country, it would it would be massive, massive for not just sport but women's sport as well. So, I think the whole like the other night going to Amy Park, walking to Amy Park, seeing how many people were there, it was like I'd nearly say it's probably the biggest event that's ever been held at Amy Park in terms of the context of it for not just sport but I think sport in Australia and mm. um, I think world sport in general to see a nation get around a team like that. Um, it was pretty amazing. So like you said, there was 75,000 in Sydney awesome. last night to watch them. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, they put on a show, a very talented team. There's there's some ladies in that side that have been there for a long time and mm. I think they'd be proud to see the, the rewards that they're benefiting from now. So yeah. um, like I said, it's, it's amazing what they're doing, but your mates with one of them, so you'd, you'd know how – I guess they'd know how proud you are of them. And like I said, you're, you're a proud Kiwi, but I think everyone's riding the coattails of Australia at the moment, the Matildas. So Yeah, this one, that too. Like you look at Samantha Kerr, mm. she's the best probably what soccer player in all of like the competition the world, or even the world. The world. So yeah, yeah. the shows like a player from Australia can do it, you know. So our game's probably not the massive game over in Australia. It's probably AFL or rugby league, but mm. you've got a lady like Samantha Kerr for girls that want to dream and play sport over there. The shows, it's, it's possible and it's crazy that, Someone like that from Australia is one of the best, so it's it's, it's good for us. It's funny, right? Like I was looking on Twitter earlier and Georgie Parker's pretty vocal on everything women's sport and yeah. um, she put up a photo earlier today of her, her, her like who her idol was back in the day and it was mm. a guy who played AFL footy and she's like, how cool is it this, this day and age to have little girls looking up to the Matildas and yeah. – um, and then I read one of the comments and it was a dad saying, I've tried to get my girl into sports for ages and she just never wanted to do it, but she's watched the Matildas play once and now she wants to play soccer. And it's like, that's the impact it can have. And, um, yeah, I think the way they help, they hold themselves is pretty amazing. And yeah, there's, there's not much more we can say about it. Just hopefully they, they keep going on with it and do well, but yeah, big reps to them and, and big reps for, um, 
I guess, Football Australia for the way they sort of handled it all. Yeah, shout out to Matildas and uh, Mackenzie Arnold. <laughs> now, Rome Dog. Yo. I, uh, we speak about Munster having a son and another one on the way. You're a recent dog parent, <laughs> I'm led yep. to believe. So, uh, Honey Hughes. Yep. What a name. Uh, tell us about Honey. Uh, when you got her, how old is she? Yeah. And uh, yeah, let us, let us know a little bit about it because I know dog parenting is tough, not as tough as obviously a child, but uh, it seems like you got your hands pretty full at the moment. Yeah, mate. It's, um, yeah, it's good. It's tough. I'll tell you, it's tough. So we got <laughs> Honey um, at the beginning of the year. Um, I think it was in preseason. And um, I think it was just after Geelong camp, to be honest, after our um, camp in Geelong. And um, me and Mo has always wanted a dog. Mm. Well, she's always wanted a dog. And um, obviously moving down here away from her family, I thought it'd be a good idea to get her one. So she's got, you know, someone at home while I'm at training or away on the weekend. So, um, yeah, we bought a, bought honey from a, a place, a breeder down in Geelong. And so after Geelong, um, come back and then the next, I think we went out that night actually. And then <laughs> I had to be up early to go back to Geelong and drive, um, to pick honey up. But yeah, she's been awesome. But to be honest, like it's tough, like. A puppy is real tough. I, I don't know what it's like to have a kid yet, but <laughs> a puppy is tough. And to be honest, I I don't do anything. Like Mole's Mole's a goat at the moment. She's she does all of it. Like yeah, Honey right. wakes up in the middle of the night, and I'm I'm the obviously you boys know I love my sleep. <laughs> so I don't I don't even get it. I don't even budge. Like Honey's clawing at me and trying to wake me up to go to the toilet. I'm just turning around, <laughs> and then uh, Mole like gets up theory. and yeah, and then even like waking up early in the morning to feed her and I, I, I've done that I reckon twice over the um, eight months so she's eight months now um, and well, she's she a border, border, border collie, collie. Yeah. yeah border collie which is probably the most fit dogs you can get <laughs> they just got so much energy and um, obviously we don't have a big house so we don't have a backyard so we got to take her down to the park yeah. twice a day and yeah it just shows you you need a lot of patience with puppies <laughs> like well master you got two of your own as well don't you like you'd you went the two dogs before the kid. Mm. Now you got another kid on the way. You're gonna have four. You're gonna have four. You have two dogs, two kids on the run. I mean, yeah, like I said, we think our life's tough, but uh, you got a lot more on your hands coming up. So yeah, like I said, Honey Hughes um, might feature in the podcast sometime soon. Yeah, it might get you know, a bit of training. That never goes too far, but uh, <laughs> she's quite cute. Like you said, high energy. Mm. But uh, yeah, I'm sure Mole's doing a good job yeah, keeping you in check as well <laughs> as Honey. <laughs> you also just missed this week with a little niggle. Um, just let us know how that's going. Um, we'll be back this week and. Mm. Was it the fact you just didn't want to travel on the plane? Uh, yeah, so I picked up a bit of a um, ankle injury last week and uh, sort of didn't train all week until till captains run and try to try to run and do a bit of stuff there, but just didn't come right in time. And uh, physios just thought it would be a bit smarter now that we've got a longer turnaround after that game just to probably save it. Um, coming into finals now, so you don't really want to be well, not finals yet, got four more weeks, yeah. but coming into the pointy end of the season, you don't really want to have any, I guess, niggling injuries around, uh, especially around this time. So uh, they thought it'd be smarter and the coaches would be smarter just to rest it and, um, you know, hopefully play this week. So um, still haven't run yet, done a bit of drilling, um, but it's it feels much better than um, it did last week. So just took a bit of time. So hopefully I'll be out there um, back at Amy Park. So uh, against the Raiders on Sunday. What's the process through all of that, like, do you, uh, 
just for the listeners, like, do you, are you sore all week and you, you do a test the day before the game? Like, how's it all work and whose call is it at the end of the day? Um, last week, for example, um, just every day, we, obviously, that we train or even off day, we come see the physios and we see them first thing in the morning and uh, they go through a few tests and got to do a few things. And if you don't feel right, um, they obviously know why or um, the dangers if you try train on something that doesn't feel right. So uh, I've done that. The whole week of training didn't feel good until um, captain's run. Went out onto the track with the boys, um, done a few run-throughs and just still didn't feel right. And um, our physio said, could sort of tell the way I was running it wasn't right. And he said, if I run like that in the game, you know, there's dangers or fears of, you know, popping uh, my calf or yeah. something else that make it worse. So yeah. um, ultimately it's probably their decision, to be honest, or, um, you know, you speak between me and the physios and we talk about it and, you know, the cons and pros of playing or not playing. So um, it's different instances for different players and different injuries, I guess. So, um, yeah, that's that's the way it works. It's funny too, like you know your body now where if this is one of your first NRL games, you're probably chomping a yeah, bit to do it and 100%. you know what I mean? You, you probably do injure yourself. So like I said, you're getting wiser with old age now. Yeah, and I'm, uh, an old now, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an old man, so I'm, I know uh, – you know, I'm one injury away from being out for a while, so <laughs> the old body Come just can't hold up. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, you you know your body too. Like yeah. if you're if you've been in the game for a long time, and uh, you know if you you feel right, or if you can play, if you can't play. So, um, I'm more on the conservative side now in my career. Yeah, fingers fingers crossed back this week, and hopefully, hopefully all good for the rest of the season. Uh, Munster, how's your body? Um, you said you had a bit of a form something that's pretty hard on yourself. Uh, but, yeah, hopefully you're all fit. Um, talk us through your little niggles or anything that's going on at the moment. Um, yeah, I think I've got um, some stitches in my knee, uh, six to seven stitches, and um, obviously kept trying to bandage it up for the last couple of weeks, and then it finally healed and uh, played against the Panthers on the weekend and uh, opened up again. So I uh, got another th- three or four stitches in there, so it's just a bit of a – bit of an injury in the moment in my knee where it's a bit of uh, hitting the ground a fair bit. Um, it opens up, so I'm just trying to find ways of trying to heal that a lot quicker before finals. I don't want to keep opening up and get infected, so I got that infected a couple of years ago and um, had to go into plastic surgery and getting put under to clean it out because <laughs> there was still dirt in it. So um, other than that, I've got a little bit of a fracture in my rib. Um, still ongoing, but um, just trying to get it right for, for before finals. Um, but um, it's not really hindering too much, but um, be nice to be injury free. But we all know blokes carry niggles going through the season, so yeah. um, it is what it is. Um, probably just need a bit of cement, to be honest, perhaps just to toughen <laughs> up a bit. But um, is that yeah. um, is that knee from Origin? Did you cut that open in Origin? Yeah, cut is that, that game. Yeah, yeah, last game. Yeah, game and hence, hence the strapping you're wearing at the moment. Covers your whole left yeah. leg, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like a leg sleeve. Yeah, it's like a little leg sleeve. People probably thought I did my medial or something, to be honest. But I think it's just a little bit of, ga- bit of uh, grade three carry on. Uh, I don't think I really need that much, but it's making the head feel a little bit better when I go out there and mentally know that it's strapped up, that I won't open it up again. But Could I th- you- knowing me, I just thought, you know what, scabbed up. I don't really need anything on top of it against Penrith and right popped it. it again. So. Could you see yourself wearing one of those NBA leg sleeve guards with the bubble knee pad on top yeah, of it? Half goes down here. I was wearing one. Of, you know those old guys that come out of retirement to play the like Brazil games? The blue with the black electric tape around both sides, you know? Bro, um, my dad used to wear that, man. Yeah, 
Oh, yeah. Just limping oh, around. Wait, nah. we wanted to hit up a sponsor. Uh, Munster is looking for, I think they're called torpedoes, aren't they? Oh, f- are they oh, called torpedoes? Well. The blue torpedoes. Yeah, I know I exactly to, what you're talking about. I need to invest in one of them, I think. Um, but no, nah, look, other than that, feeling good. I'm um, excited for Sunday and yeah, get ready to rip in. Massive news on the weekend. Massive. Happy's <laughs> return. Mm. I've never seen something so big. Honestly, <laughs> it was it was everywhere. Was it Buddy um, Franklin like you reckon? Like oh, these mate, it, was, it was. There's a photo of Paps after the game and it's got kids everywhere. But um, Pappy, let us know. How did that go? Your first game, and how long was that? Yeah, it was, uh, it's coming up to thirteen months. So, like you said, honestly, it was the weirdest. I felt pretty good all week leading up to it. I felt pretty chill and sort of felt like a normal game. But once game day hit, it was like, you know what it felt like? It felt like grand final. The dead set felt like grand final. You had like people messaging you left, right, and center, and um, you just got all these nerves. The unknown, I think, is what got me. I'm not sure what it was going to be like. You can't anticipate the crowd. You just sort of all these unknowns playing around your head. So um, I'm usually quite chilled on game day. I'll have a big nap and um, eat and cruise around. But yeah, this this two-hour nap that I usually have game day was um, just constant Broken. thoughts going through yeah. my head. Yeah, I couldn't actually – I was probably just laying down awake the whole time. And um, yeah, it was probably, probably wasn't until I got to warm up that I went, ah, oh, I've got this. I, got I know what I'm doing. Yeah. But – even just sitting in the sheds beforehand, like I forgot what I do for my pregame routine. Yeah. It was like I was starting to do things that I wouldn't usually do. I'm like, well, is this the new thing now? Yeah. Is this what I'm supposed to do? Um, but yeah, it's first first game in over 12 months now. And yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah it's, it was a really good feeling, really good turnout. Um, and I got some really good support behind me as well. So like um, a few of the boys came up and watched the game. I think they played Friday night and flew from Penrith to Sunshine Coast to watch me. And um, they obviously understand why some guys couldn't, but those guys who did come up, it meant the world to me. And um, yeah, I think it just shows how close we are as a team at the moment. And yeah, it's pretty surreal to see that and the, the support you have. So um, great turnout, Sunshine Coast Stadium, Sunshine Coast Falcons. And uh, yeah, just happy I've got one under my belt now. So I only played 40 minutes, uh, but at the same time it was um, – that smile back in your face and just puts things back into perspective and just makes you enjoy the little things again. So, yeah. how did you how did you feel like out there? Obviously, you talked about your nerves and that before the game, but how did you feel out there physically, mentally? I know it's been a long time yeah. since you played, but did you feel? You know how how did you feel out there? I felt it's weird. I actually felt really confident. Yeah. Uh, I think that's probably because of how long it's been and how long it's taken. I know I've been pretty uh, pretty patient with it and I've done a lot of work. So I knew before the game I'd done the work, but it wasn't until in the game I went, oh, I actually feel really confident and, and really capable to, to do things. Um, so yeah, it, wasn't, it actually wasn't too different. I felt like I've had 12 months to develop mentally my game and, and physically watching you guys play, um, there's lessons I can learn from that as well. So um, obviously wasn't the prettiest game, um, but yeah, like I said, I was happy to get through forty minutes and um, did some good things, and happy I felt comfortable again. I think that was the main thing. Um, there was no apprehension; it was just like, let's go enjoy it. Um, and that was the goal before the game was just let's have fun. Um, obviously, do, you do your video and do your due diligence, but at the same time, I was like, I'm just going to have fun, and anything that comes with it, I'll take it. So um, yeah, now it's just about trying to get a few more games under my belt. I think the plan this week is to play eighty minutes. Um, nice. 80 minutes, Pappy. 80 minutes, yeah. So first 
first time I played 80 minutes in a long time and um, and that's against North's Devils up in Brisbane. So uh, get through that, all good, and then we'll assess again next week. But um, it's funny at the moment because it's like means is playing really good footy and and I, I don't want to upset anything. So it's like I'm happy doing what I'm doing and, and building confidence up and wherever I can help, I'm happy to jump in and, and play my role. So I oh, know you kicked off first. So yeah. like, was that you going, oh, I'm mentally in or were you a bit nervous when you first carry? Um, obviously you had a really good couple of touches there, put um, the center away for a try. Mm. Um, like when you went out there, a couple of little things, like what, like were you thinking, I need to get my hands on the ball first straight away or you knew straight away you're going to be fine when you're out there? Yeah, well, that was <laughs> that was like the the goal was to get my hands on the ball as soon as I could. And I guess kicking off helps, like, you know, <laughs> um, just get you into the game. But I dead set reckon we didn't touch the footy for the first seven minutes of the game. I think so. your first action, <laughs> apart from the kick, was the tackle. Yeah, I reckon. Is that right? Yeah, so, you were in the line and so, made a tackle. Which is quite fitting, you know. My last ever action for before I got injured was a tackle, tackle. and my first ever action was a tackle. So it was sort of – Sort of that feeling like, oh, I can do this, you know. It was Like I said, there was no apprehension. It was more like, you know what, there's an opportunity there to tackle. I'm going to go do it just mm-hmm. for just to get that out of my head. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, that's probably the truth. I think my first involvement was a tackle and I got fed just quietly. I went to tackle him and he pretty much tackled me. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it probably wasn't until the seven or eighth minute mark that I actually got to touch the footy. And, um, yeah, it's just it's a really good feeling. Like I made an error early on, but at the same time, after that, I knew that I was quite comfortable again and I could get through it. So, um, yeah, the goal was to get an early touch, but, yeah, I think we defended for the first seven minutes, so it ended up being a tackle. Yeah. <laughs> On that too, I tried to obviously jump into a Q-plus account um, and can confirm that it would not would, would not start because it was blowing up the internet. Shut so down. this shows how much people want to do, not only from the storm, but people around the game want to do succeed and come back to the the old pappy that we all loved and watched, loved watching play. So, um, it's awesome for you, but also I'm hearing rumors that you are asking for money on the gate too. <laughs> You're asking for a percentage, so yeah, can we Harry, confirm or deny that? that? Did you get that percentage? <laughs> nah, I wish I did. I there wish was I a did. lot of people. But, uh, nah, it was their old boys' day. There was a few games beforehand, so I'm sure that added to the crowd. But yeah, like mine said, like it's honestly to feel that support was amazing. Like it actually felt like a grand final. Um, generally felt like everyone wanted me back playing, and um, to have that support just makes you confident to come back and um, put smiles on faces and. Yeah, it was one of those feelings where you you just you know you've, everyone's got your back and um, yeah, it's it's quite humbling honestly. Like it to sit there and sit in the sheds and when you walked out to warm up and kids wanting high fives and whatnot and hearing them scream your name again, it's uh, quite an amazing feeling. So happy I went through it. Um, like I said, I'm not where I want to be yet, but it's a massive milestone. So oh, congrats, bro! Yeah, we put in a lot of. We've seen um, you know all the hard work you've put in over the you know the year and year and a bit so uh, it was good to see you back out there um all your hard work um showed no, by coming sure back that. so well and um i know a lot of fans and uh, not just storm fans but nrl fans um you know they're glad to see you back so it's good to get you back and if we can get a pop-up of the photo of him with the kids <laughs> and there's a photo of superman <laughs> and all these people <laughs> like grabbing at him like he was Superman. That's exactly how that photo was. So let's get that popped up. I know you're a massive goal setter. Cool one. And how many games would you like to play in Q Cup before you're back to being confident Ooh. playing the NRL? 
Um, and also, too, I, I might play a little bit of fantasy soon, so I just want to know when you're back so I can play at full back. want to give this away, though? Thank you. you. want to let people know when Paps is going to be back? No, nah, but well, I, I, I know you're a goal setter and I know you love goals, so yeah. I reckon you've got goals in your phone or at home or notes that you really want to get back in the NRL. So roughly when you feel very confident, or like I know you want to be back now, but mentally, mm. what game, how many games do you think you should need under your belt before you come back? Yeah, I don't, I, think, I don't think it's mentally. I think I'm quite sweet. After the game on the weekend, it made me feel like I'm good to go. Yep. Um, I think it's more now from a fitness perspective and, and timing perspective to, to get back and work on combinations, which I'm sure we'll be doing over the next few weeks. Um, but even with the guys up in the Falcons, just working on combinations and, and getting those reps in and just getting used to, um, I guess, a bit of gameplay again. So I'm not sure how long it'll be, um, a goals before finals, um, I'd like to say get a game in before the finals in the NRL and um, yeah, that's all up to your dad, Craig Bellamy. So we'll see how that goes. Ask but uh, tonight, bro. Yeah, I, I don't know, but it's, it's good. Like it's, like I said, it was crazy scenes on the weekend. It's something I'm forever grateful for and I'll, I'll never forget it. So um, touching on Queensland Cup, boys, just want to throw this one to you. Who did you guys play for? Mm-hmm. How many games did you play? And do you know your feeder club number? I'm 224. I found that out on the weekend. I didn't know that before. So uh, Sunshine Coast Falcons player number 224 is mine. You won't be too far behind, nah. I don't reckon. But It would have been before you, eh? Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I debuted. I was 17. I played in 17. Queensland Cup 2018. Oh, yes. Round one. So. Right. Well, actually, I've had a few teams in the Q Cup. So I played for Tweedhead Seagulls, played a couple games there. I think it was four or five. Um, Townsville Blackhawks spent two years up there. That was actually really good. Made a grand final. Um, lost to Ipswich Jets, unfortunately. <laughs> and then Sunny Coast. I played a few games there. Made a grand final there and lost to um, the Hunters. So, um, if I had to guess my number, though, I know it was old boys on the weekend. Um, if you're two two four, when you're saying you you were twenty seventeen, yeah, first so game. I was a year before you. I, think, I, I, I was my, round one too. So I. Yeah, I would have been two two four. Yeah, I reckon I'm two one six. Yeah, right. We'll have to get a fact. So that's like eight players before you. Nah, two, probably six, more because cheese and that come that year too. So it'd be all them as well. I'm going to two oh eight then. Two oh eight. Munster, you were a you obviously you played a few teams as well, didn't you? You were yeah, Central Queensland Capras. Um, I played eighteen, nineteen games there, um, and then East Tigers. Um, I'm hitting around 46, 47 games at the moment, all at up. East. All, all ups. Up. Yeah. So yeah. I'd have to say maybe 30, 30, maybe, maybe 28, 29 then. If that's, remember your player number? Uh, uh, you know what funny as I was in Origin Camp and I had someone from East Tigers come up and do a video with me <laughs> um, and told me my number. And oh, he's forgotten. I don't know my um, Capra's number at all. Um, I'll probably get that tattooed on me later. Anyway. <laughs> um, for, for, for Tigers, I'm thinking I'm around 1,400 mark. Yeah, wow. Um, so maybe like 14.56 or something. Yeah, I'm so a bit annoyed about that because I've debuted before Welshie and his number's before mine at East Tigers. Mm, so I know I've, I've had a bit of a discussion with him because I'm not happy about it because he keeps giving it to me about it. But, yeah, look, I'm going to have to go back to East Tigers and have a bit of a chat to him about it. <laughs> Perhaps you want to explain maybe just to the listeners what, the cucumbers or what feeder? Yeah. For, so you know, listeners that don't know. For those who don't know what we're talking about at all and haven't heard of these teams before, um, it's actually our two side. So 
Um, I know in the AFL, you've got the VFL and, and all the other respective competitions around the state. But um, yeah, for us, uh, there's two. There's New South Wales Cup in New South Wales and Queensland Cup in Queensland. So um, anyone who doesn't play in the Storm side um, in the 17, they actually go up and play for a Queensland-based feeder team. So we've got two at the moment, Sunshine Coast Falcons, which me and Husey were a part of, and Brisbane East Tigers, where Munster um, played his um, Queensland Cup footy. So it's it's different experience. We actually travel. You train all week with the Storm Boys, and you'll travel up usually a day before the Queensland Cup game. Um, sometimes it's fly in, play the game. I usually have one night there. Usually fly up, stay the night, play the game, fly back. Um, but yeah, pretty hectic schedule. Um, like we said, there's a big rivalry. Um, in the storm where you're actually you're allocated to a team at the start of our camp at the start of the year and you're sort of running throughout the year, bagging each other out, <laughs> looking at the table, seeing where you're all sitting. But um, yeah, it's it's pretty much just, yeah, that's our two side. And um, yeah, we take it really seriously. And it's a bit like the origin during the middle of the year. We sort of pick our New South Wales and Queensland. And I think the rivalry is just as big with Falcons and East. So um, that's how it all works. I think for next year, we're actually, with obviously Paps talking about, we've actually got a New South Wales team next year, uh, North Sydney Bears. They're currently sitting first in the in the New South Wales Cup, which is exciting. Um, yeah. I know, um, I think the East Tigers want to go on their own and try and get an NRL team. So that's exciting for them. So Next year we'll have Falcons and um in North Sydney, yeah. so yeah. Uh, the boys from New South Wales will be able to go home now and see family, uh, and also be able to tap into the New South Wales players as well. So I know previous years we've only been able to probably we probably lost that pathway towards New South Wales. So it's exciting for us to be able to tap into that and have more obviously New South Wales players in Melbourne Storm as well as yeah. New South uh, Kiwi boys and, and Queensland. So yeah, look, it's exciting times for Melbourne. Yeah, like I said, it's quite a. Interesting dynamic, but yeah, we got North Sydney coming in as a feeder team. Is it next year? Yeah, or I think it's next year. I think it is next year. Maybe yeah, next yeah. year. So yeah, yeah, like Munster, said, that'll be good for all the Sydney boys. But um, at the same time, it's it's a whole different competition. So um, I know at the end of the year, the the best Queensland Cup team actually versus the best New South Wales Cup team. Mm-hmm. So they're versus each other on grand final day, I think. And wouldn't that be funny if it was yeah, North first Falcons? That'd be awesome. <laughs> and then Storm in the that'd grand so final fun. too. That'd, that'd be outstanding. Be, that'd be a double-double. <laughs> um, What's the odds for that? Talking about the Storm, we will roll into a bit of an NRL week preview slash review. Um, obviously, lads, bit of a disappointing result on the weekend. Um, tough trip to Penrith, but um, yeah, they've been the benchmark of the competition for a few years now. So you always know you're coming up against a tough side. Um How'd your boys go? Did you guys, obviously Hughesy didn't play, um, but Munster, how was it? Um, and yeah, what's your thoughts on where we're sitting at so far? Oh, look, it was a pretty disappointing result for us. Um, I don't think the scoreline really reflected the way we played. Um, not taking away from anything, they're a great quality side and um, they give you nothing. Um, you got to earn it and work hard for it. And that's one of, the, one of the reasons why they're the best team in the competition, not only this year, but last two years, you know, so... They've got a great system, great, obviously, forward pack, back, outside backs, and obviously Nathan Cleary doing what he does best, playing footy. Um, but we were in that game for a fair bit of the game. Um, they just pretty much just strangled us at certain stages and just goes to show if you don't execute or play at your best against teams like that, um, they're going to make you pay. And um, they had so much possession against us and we're just going to be better. Um, it's, it's, it's obviously finals aren't and grand finals aren't one and – in July and August, but um, it's the next three or four weeks, we need to start being consistent and playing the solid footy we're going to play going into finals and hopefully 
get that top four spot and, and give ourselves a chance. How was the how was the crowd? Like it looked quite quite hostile watching on TV. It's it's um I got a few friends back home that are Penrith fans and they always rave about how good the crowd is. Is it is it a tough place to go? How loud is it? And uh yeah, it's I mean, Sydney's West, so you you know you are gonna be up for a tough test, same in Parramatta, but um yeah, how was that? Was it was it everything you thought? Yeah, I played um actually funny enough, I played my second game there against Penrith um a while back in two thousand and fifteen. So um yeah, it's always been a massive tough um road trip for us, but it's always the same. They're always behind their team and um obviously they've been going really well the last two or three years. So they've been getting stacked, sold out crowds. Um I'm not their biggest fan, that's for sure. Um <laughs> Getting called a grub and um, getting getting they got a bit of a chant going for myself. So um yeah, <laughs> what is it? Uh, Months of grub. <laughs> um, so I got that. That was nonstop coming out and uh, look, it just shows how passionate they are in, in Penrith and rightly so. Their team's been going really well the last three years. So you can pretty much talk to talk and walk to walk at the moment for them. So I got nothing to, to say to them. Um, a couple of words were said to me at halftime and that, but um, it is what it is. It's just a passion that they have that for rugby league and. Um, I just don't want anyone to be losing that. They love their team and I said, boy, our game's so great as their fans and they make the yeah. the game. And um, yeah, look, it's it's always going to be the same thing every time I go to Penrith. So I've got to get tough skin and, and we'll have some cement and go from there. But I'm sure you boys would know the same as every time we play them, it's always going to be a blockbuster. If there's one guy I know not to talk shit to during a game or while we're playing golf, it's you. So um, I know <laughs> I you can that. handle it and I know you can give it back just as much. So I think you're quite hard on yourself there, but yeah, like you said, it's quite hostile out that way. And like you said, it's grand finals aren't won right now, but as long as we can learn something from it. But um, yeah, I guess it ties into how tight the competition is at the moment. And you sort of got to turn up week to week and, mm. and know what you're up against. Like you've got six or seven teams sitting there at the moment who could make the eight. Um, and then even the top four battle is quite tight. So I'll rattle out some of the names, uh, top eight names that I think – who are on the cusp, um, and it, it's probably going to be between them. I reckon there's probably two or three spots between these sides, but you've got the Sharks, the Knights, the Bunnies, the Eels, Cowboys, and Manly. So um, I think what's interesting about that is they all verse each other in some weird way over the next four weeks. So it'll be very interesting to see how it pans out. But, um, yeah, just want to hear your thoughts on the, the competition so far. It's obviously different watching from the outside in but um yeah you guys been playing week in week out so do you feel that the competition's tight and uh yeah, any of those teams stand out or smokies from your perspective yeah i think it's really tight i think from like maybe third position down to like nine or ten it's it's only a couple of wins in it so uh, that just shows how tight the competition is and you know the race for the top eight's heating up um even the top four because of how tight it is so um, yeah, the comp's been really tight this year. Um, you know, some great, obviously the, the top two, uh, Penrith and Bronx are going really well and mm. they've probably secured their top four spot, top two spot. So, um, it's everyone chasing them. So, um, I think for us, just the inconsistency has really hurt us this year. And, um, I guess we're still growing as, as a team. And I think as a, as a leadership group as well, we're a couple of young leaders and first time in the leadership group. So, uh, we're still learning our way, but um, as long as we're learning every week and uh, we can, you know, take things away from um, each game or each loss and, and each win, um, take something into the finals and give it a real hot crack this year, it's, um, that's our goal. You look at the Cowboys, Sharks, they were top four teams last year. Mm. Um, 
and everyone was writing them off and um, and everyone was probably giving it to us as about the Knights and saying like with the Walsh's comments and stuff about how uh, they'd lose <laughs> the Penrith. For those know? who haven't heard this, I'll let Munster explain it, but um, unfortunately uh, Newcastle versus Penrith a few weeks ago um, and lost and I'll let Munster give context to it all, but uh, our captain actually got caught saying something uh, that he didn't think would get picked up on the mics in the, the post-game press conference, which did. And um, I think their views is a bit inspo, but I'll let Munster dive into that now of just about the <laughs> Yeah, I think situation. it was just after the origin time. Um, obviously, the Blues beat us in game three and they wrestled a lot of players, Penrith against the Knights. And um, I think it was, what, eight to nine players they rested and um, they lost. They lost, And then uh, I think we're playing the Knights two weeks later and well, she's come out and obviously – Put his foot in it, um, and just pretty much said how did the Knights lose to Penrith, and um, we ended up losing to Knights the two weeks later. And um, this shows they won, won six on the trot. Um, Kalen's playing out of his skin, um, and they've got a really good structure and their identity and their footy at the moment. And it's going to show is they're going to be one of the teams to beat um, coming into the top eight if they keep that form running. So Adam's done a great job. Um, so obviously Kalen playing out of his skin, like I spoke about, but those, like even South Sydney, like they were the team. To, they're favourites at the start of the year with yeah. obviously Penrith and the Roosters. So Luttrell's obviously hurt him a little bit being injured with his calf, but um, it would be a scary um, Rabbitohs team if they get in the top eight, especially with Luttrell getting fit with his calf again and, and they get that momentum and that mojo because, as you know, playing against South, Paps and Husey, they get a momentum and, and play the style of footy and it's very hard to stop their footy. There's just Cam Murray in the middle and holding it down. So, yeah, they're going to be a bogey side if they get through there and then you look at the Cowboys with the star-studded roster they got. Um, they can do things that some teams can't and they're going to be scary as well. So, look, it's it's interesting. And then you've got the Sharks. They've had a bit of up and down, a bit like us this year. So they get their best footy together in those final pass and get in the top eight. They're going to give it a good red hot crack too. Yeah. like so the, I look through the teams now. I'm like, they've all got a player who can break the game open. And like a lot of the games this year have been based on momentum. It's like, well, if you're not ready for it, then you're probably going to find out um, in a way you don't want to. So, yeah, like I said, it's it's great being a fan, watching the game and, and seeing how tight the competition is. Uh, but at the same time, it makes things a lot more tense and mm. just makes you want to focus more on your job. So, um, yeah, very tight competition. Like I said, there's two teams out top um, that are flying and everyone below them, I think, on their day could beat them. So, um, yeah, it's quite interesting. Obviously, this week, lads, Storm versus Raiders, uh, fourth versus fifth on the same points. Uh, the only thing that's separating is for and against. Um and like you said at the start, back at Amy Park. So mm. that's exciting. Um, how are you guys feeling for this week? Back at Amy in front of the crowd, new TVs, new grass, <laughs> new change rooms, new everything. So yeah. might not feel like home, but we're back there. And uh, yeah, it'll be, be very interesting to see um, how it all goes out. Yeah, mate, it's be good to be back at Amy. Obviously, Marvel was, um, you know, it was, it was a bit different and, and a good experience, but yeah, nothing can beat Amy and, um, I know they've done the grass up a bit uh, for the women's soccer, and I think we played once before before it on the new grass, and it was just it was top notch. It's never <laughs> been so good. So um, hopefully they still take care of it yeah. um, after the FIFA's done. They might just brush it, roll and, it out, yeah, yeah. <laughs> take their the take their good grass with them. But um, now it's going to be a good uh, back at Amy. The atmosphere is so good there when we um, get a big crowd out there and have our um, you know loyal supporters. They obviously followed us to Marvel, but yeah, nothing can beat you know Amy Park. Like you said, we've been kicked out of Amy Park for the last six weeks, I think it was. Um, but yeah, when we were 
sort of there for the last couple of weeks. They were painting the walls white every single day, the same, just going to the same spot. And it was like, <laughs> why don't you do this when like a couple of years ago? Yeah. But it's obviously the World Cup's on and they need to clean the place up. But yeah, um, yeah we've got a little little makeover to Amy Park. So uh, maybe do you want to explain that monster where we've been the last few weeks and um, how different it's been and well, I guess how good it's been to have a bit of a change up during the middle of the year. Yeah, no, it's been good. Uh, it's just across the road at Tennis Australia. They've been outstanding for us, um, letting us use their facilities. Um, it's It's been a little bit different for obviously us. I have to bring my boots and um, all the time. Can't just leave them there, uh, which was nice in the locker rooms. But um, no, nah, look, it's it's different feeling. Um, obviously, get the get a different feel, um, a different facility. Some of the boys have been obviously having a little bit of time there and playing tennis. Um, just doing little things there. We got a coffee machine there, which helps. Uh, but then yeah, playing at Marvel. Um, like I was talking about with Husey, it's mad that we're back at Amy Park. I felt like Marvel with the AFL field crowds weren't as close. You couldn't really feel the atmosphere. No disrespect to their oval field, but yeah. for our game, we needed to be as close as possible. And um, yeah, it's, it's just good to have obviously a packed out crowd on Sunday against the Raiders, and it's always a blockbuster game. Um, Belichick and Ricky Stewart going at it; they always want to get the <laughs> wood over each other, and um, they're all pretty much snivel noses when it comes to winning. Yeah, they so share a beer after they, they the do share a beer they after, share yeah. A beer. Even so, before, don't they? They catch up before the game, oh, or they brush it on you. Uh, they might. I'm not too sure. It depends on bragging rights, I reckon. Yeah, but it depends yeah. how they're feeling because they're both. They well, I don't know Ricky that well, but they're both. They're very short tempered. If they're <laughs> if they're angry, they're angry. They're not going to be catching up with anyone. So, no. but they always share a beer after the game. It's pretty cool actually to see, um, you know how good good mates they are and how great of coaches they are. So, mm. uh, it's pretty cool just when Ricky comes in and shares a beer with Belzer. Just the atmosphere at Amy Park to have that back is going to be insane. I, um, I remember speaking to one of the Matildas girls actually, and she was saying out of the three stadiums they played at, the best atmosphere she had was Amy Park. Yeah, so really? um, I think it fits about a third of what those other two stadiums hold, yeah. but just goes to show when everyone's on top of you and in a round close together, um, it's an amazing feeling. And yeah, it's it's definitely my top stadium to play at. And I'm probably biased, but that's dead set truth there that it's, um, it's loud. It's when the crowd's behind you. Mm. Um, when they black out the stadium on Anzac Day, it's it's a pretty amazing feeling. So, yeah, Amy Park this week against the Raiders, um, big, big game, top four spot on the line, and uh, yeah, hopefully can fix some inconsistencies that have been there throughout the year and uh, yeah, start to flow into finals with some good form. So um, that's our NRL. And now we move on to the four-point collectibles segment mm. uh, where – if you haven't heard about Four Point Collectibles, it's a little business that we do run. Um, we started through COVID in 2020, I think it was, um, not knowing that COVID was going to hit, but we just started it and <laughs> took it on the road with us to Sunshine Coast. So um, yeah, I'll let you boys explain a little bit about that, how it started, um, and yeah, why we do it. Yeah, it just started in COVID, I guess, and we were, um, obviously we were stuck at home, everyone was stuck at home in lockdown and um, I think one big thing was card breaking and, um, you know, everyone was jumping on because no one had anything else to do. So everyone was just at home watching card breaks, obviously buying into breaks and going, getting cards and then just going off. And um, I know we we sort of, obviously we all follow our American sports. So the basketball was uh, the NBA breaks were the big ones and um, we're jumping on those together. And uh, we've got a, probably a big group, you know, the card gang that we've spoken about before and, at um, you know, different NRL players and and all that, and we used to come together and do 
breaks of our own. That's how that's how much we got into it, and we started zooming each other, and um, you know, having a few too many red wines, and <laughs> that's where red wine Rome started. But um, you know, we're getting into that stuff, and it was awesome. And then we we just spoke. You know, we done that for a couple of weeks, and sort of spoke with each other and said, you know, we could probably do something with this. Like, mm-hmm. we all love our NBA and you know, card breaking and obviously we were pretty new to cards while we few of us done them when we were younger, yeah. but we didn't know how big it was in the space at the time and uh, we sort of got into it and, you know, started doing breaks of our own. Uh, obviously we were jumping in heaps and started buying some boxes and then breaking for people and started off as that, but then it was more of a, you know, fan engagement as well. Like, you know, people wanted to, you know, thought it was pretty cool to engage with NRL players mm-hmm while doing something like card breaking and getting cards for themselves. So um, that's where it all started. And, um, you know, we're starting to do a few more different things. Um, you might want to touch on Paps or Mun, but um, that's that's how that journey started in four-point collectibles. And um, obviously we started in Melbourne and ended up getting moved to Sunny Coast. So we had to pack up all our stuff. And obviously our gear guy who took the truck up <laughs> was pretty filthy because we took up most of the spots in the truck and we are Put all the gear in there, and um, with the <laughs> all the tackling pads and the um, and the balls and whatnot. So you literally um, could have put a four point logo on the side, and it wouldn't have looked out of place. Nah, not at all. Had all our stuff in there, and it was, it was even, like yeah. even computers. Did we take computers? Yeah, up? we took monitors. We monitors, took everything. It was yeah, like ridiculous. we. So we ended up at one of the guys' rooms. We like moved his furniture around and put like little platform TVs up on the side. Set up mics. Yeah. Put the cards there. Yeah. Had all the equipment really, really. and like. This poor bloke just had a bed in his room with all this equipment. We're just sitting there three times a week in the middle of COVID, just breaking cards. And and like Husey said, it was just like really good engagement to the fans and, and guys who just, guys and girls who grew up breaking cards. Mm. And it was that nostalgic feeling that everyone had. So um, we've continued to do it now. We still do it. Um, like we said at the start, we will break a pack of cards at the end. Um, but yeah, it was, it was pretty amazing time. And, and it, now we've... Yeah, met some great people through it. Um, we've had Zoom chats with Jason Tatum, Kyle yeah, Kuzma. Kuz. We've done some pretty cool things. So um, it's been an amazing journey. But just on that too, I remember like we obviously had COVID and you boys were obviously starting out four point. And we went to Albury mm. and it was you, Shandor, Husey, <laughs> yeah. and Ken obviously in four point. Um, and then Ken, um, Shandor retired and then I jumped in and, and, and decided to be in full time. But I don't know if you remember this, perhaps, but. You got two. You jumped in one of the guys' breaks that lives down the road for me, and uh, Chris yeah, Rims, Rims, and um, you had the you had the Bulls and the Pelicans. No, let me no, let me explain. Balls, yeah, no, let me explain. And I said, oh, I said, oh, I want I want the Michael Jordan. Like, I wanted the Bulls, and I said, oh, I was like, oh, right, I'll give you the money. He gave me the money, and I ended up pulling a Zion Auto uh, to ninety nine in the break. And I remember, how's, I remember how's that going for you now? Yeah, it's going great. <laughs> it's up there with my nine millimeter with Jar Morant. <laughs> um, but no, nah, I was I was so excited for it. One of the big cards, and then I remember you saying, oh, you're not going to get it. It's mine. Uh, <laughs> so it was death riding me. So, um, yeah, look, it's probably worth $10 now, but um, <laughs> no, it was just at like those times. I remember, you, like you spoke about, I think all the boys were in different rooms and we just kept going down to yours or Paps' room and um, Husey and as well as Shandor's and just watching breaks and getting excited. And I reckon I did half of my allowance um, <laughs> buying, buying boxes off of you that year. <laughs> so I remember you pulled a Jar Morant too, um, NT for my National Treasures. I That's mean, right, yeah. Kenny went halves in. Mm. Which is about a – 
what, ten, fifteen thousand dollar box yeah, that we and bought and we just went, you know what, we'll split up in thirty spots and um yeah, you and Kenny bought a few spots in that and I think it was a kid from Newcastle who he went halves up. with a mate as well. Yep. Long story short, we got this Jar Morant that would have been worth thirty to fifty K, somewhere around that ballpark figure. Yep. And he drove up from Newcastle to the Sunshine Coast that night to pick it up. And it was like, that's how crazy it was. And like I said, it's Jar Morant. It's probably not worth that much now. But yeah. he sold it off to someone in America for, I think it was 50K. And um, yeah, here we are, just this little humble card business. And um, yeah, it's, it's like looking back at those sort of stories, it's like, I think that's why we've continued to do it. We've seen how much joy people get out of it and um, the experience we've had from it. So just on that, lads, I've got a few quick fire questions. Um, Munster, I'll start with you. Best sports card you have, worst sports card you have, and rookie you're holding. Best card I've got at this current stage is uh, Steph Curry sneaker. Mm-hmm. Um, it's his first one that he ever had um, out of 49 um, in the Noir break. Um, I love my sneakers auto, so um, just he was the last card I needed, and lucky enough that a guy I know gave it to me half price. Yeah. Um, but probably roughly worth about 30 to 40K at the moment. So, um, yeah, that's probably my best card. I've got to hide that. So Where, yeah, where's that one sitting? <laughs> um, it's, it's sitting in my Jackson's safe. Room. In Jackson's room. It's in a, gold, it. in a gold plat- plat- palladium uh, case. Um, worst worst card, card, Goran Dragic um, jumbo material. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, I reckon God. that's the worst one. Yeah. Um, maybe with, with my Tyler Hero that I chopped up thinking it wasn't going to be that good. So... <laughs> That's how good I was going and how much I knew can about you, cards at that stage. Could you just go back to – I won't go back to the Goron patch because it's uh, – I don't know if we can talk about it on this podcast without uh, getting kicked off air. But um, Tyler Hero, can you talk us through why you cut the card up and how much you regret doing that now? <laughs> Massively. Um, I think it was in a break and I was – I think it was auto. Was it an auto? No, nah, it, nah, it, was, it was just Court Kings. It was oh, yeah, Court Kings. Court Kings, yeah. yeah. Um, it was, I think it was a decent card. Yeah. It was, and I was like, and I wasn't the- You were chasing Zion. Yeah, I was chasing Jari. someone else, but you got him and yeah. you were just filthy. I was filthy. I was probably done your ass yeah. too. You probably was, bought heaps of packs already or boxes. I was probably in the red. Um, but I remember just going, oh, I need a Zion or a Jar to become even. And I opened it up and it ended up being a good card of Tyler Hero. And he's obviously a gun now, but mm. I was like, no, nah, I don't want this. And just cut it up. And then, Probably worth like a couple hundred bucks. So, yeah, I wasn't happy after I found out he was a gun. Yeah, we were all sort of just like <laughs> – We are a bit in shock. We were just like, what the fuck did What's he just do? Yeah, I don't know why I did yeah, it. They call him Money Munster for a reason. He's got mm. plenty. So yeah, I wish. Um, and rookie you're holding. Obviously not Tyler Hero, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> someone you're banking on mm. to give that card to Jackson when he's 25 and he's going to sell it off and buy a mansion in queue like yourself. Mm, I wouldn't say it's a mansion, but <laughs> doing it tough. Ah, Jesus. I got I got a fair few nice Jar Morants, um, and I've been pretty much investing in him in his rookie cards. And um, look, to be honest, I can't be too disappointed in him. Um, I've had my off-field stuff myself, so I'm sure I'm not in the ballpark of what he's earning. But um, and if people had cards of me; they'd probably be disappointed with some of the stuff that I did back in the day. So I can't hold it against him. Uh, that'd be me being hypocritical. But if you listen in Jar. Um, America, please get it sorted, mate. I'm, I'm banking on you, brother. I reckon, oh, to be honest, I reckon he's going to come back and He'll still be fine, kill yeah. it. Yeah, he, he's only he didn't get a massive suspension, and no. he's got to have some people that's in his ear now, surely, yeah. telling him what Wood's doing. Who I mean, went there? Derek Rose, didn't he? Der- no, who went there? Derek Rose? Did he go Grizzlies? I, I would got. Ah, uh, yeah, I think it is Derek Rose. Yeah. 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 So um, 
He's here actually soon, Derek Rose. In Australia? Yeah. Mm. There you go. Exclusive yeah. insight right there. You want tickets to the Hughes up. <laughs> now, VIP. Jerome, best, worst, and rookie you're holding? Well, my best sport, I, I, there's nowhere near Munn's sneakers bloody collection, but <laughs> I'm going to go the same, I'll, I'll the same answer to two of the questions. It's probably, I got a Rui RPA, mm. and he's my rookie that I'm banking on. What's an RPA, just just quickly? For uh, it just stands for Rookie Patch Auto. Yeah. So it's got a patch of their jersey or whatever and uh, their auto as well. So yeah. um, I got one of the, a couple of those actually, Rui, and um, he's also my rookie that I'm holding to hope he goes well. And that's the thing with me, like – you know, I'm too much heart. Yeah. Fantasy and all that. Because he was at the Wizards, you know, I'm, it, my favorite team. Like, yeah, he's going to be the man. Even like my AFL tipping, I'm always tipping my teams. and Your teams? My te- i got Plural. two teams. Yeah, i got two so, teams. That's normal. No, that's controversial. <laughs> that's normal. I don't think that's normal in any that's world. normal. But the Storm workplace, and I'm trying to eradicate it, but it's just got no traction. So Yeah, well, enough of that. But I'll go my worst <laughs> sports. What is this? Purchase, but card. I'm going to – it's not It's not a bad card. But I'll just throw um, our mate Porks under the bus. He, <laughs> Kenny Bromwich, at, for those who don't although know. Although he sold me a Luca Prism, which is, uh, he's he was gun and that was, the prices were up. And then I, I reckon he knew the decline was coming. So I bought it off him. And then he just, like, it went down five $600 straight away. So Luca Doncic Prism. Yeah, Prism. Yeah. But he's, he is a gun and... But I reckon Porks knew Kenny Bromwich. I reckon he knew, yeah. So he just bamboozled me. Kenny Bromwich, who's also a part of Four Point Collectibles, I feel like he's got this special, I don't know, it's like special intelligence that he just knows what's going to happen in the future. And he's just a smart man. He's really quiet. We will get him on this podcast. We will get him on this podcast 100%. Um, but he really knows what he's doing, and I, I feel like that's one of those situations. Yeah. So. He don't look the smartest, but <laughs> he's got something. He's, well, is, it, name's a magic is it streetwise or what is it? He's a magic man. He, knows, like he pulls a rabbit out of the hat. He does the all the time. And he, and he had that little that little smirk that he knows. <laughs> he knows. Yeah, I got you. I got It's the whole younger brother thing, maybe. Jesse's just messed with him a little bit where he's like, you know what? I need to be smart with this stuff. Yeah. And he's, uh, he's got all of us, but no, definitely. Um, for me, best sports card I have, uh, Jeremy Lin, one of one. <laughs> the My first card, uh, worst sports card purchase. Um, I've bought a few, but it'd have to be, gee, worst sports card purchase. I think, yeah, I think right now it's probably something to do with Jar Morant. And I, I reckon he'll be fine, but mm. in the situation we're in right now, it would be a Jar Morant card. And rookie that I'm holding um, I, like I said, I do it with my heart. I'm a, I'm a big Markel Fultz guy, so yeah, it was a rookie that. a long time ago, but um, it's good to see him go through what he's been through and actually still play some good basketball. So Markel Fultz, if you're watching, very proud, mate. Um, <laughs> big Orlando Magic fan. And yeah, he's probably the rookie I'm holding, albeit it was six years ago. Yeah. So. Um, just off the back of that, we don't just do NBA. We also do NFL. We do everything, any sports. Like we said, we've got some uh, FIFA World Cup women's soccer cards that we will break at the end of this. So stay tuned for that. And we've also got the new NRL, uh, the new NRL Elite 
product that has come in that will be released on the 11th of August, which is Friday. Mm. Um, we will break a few packs of that, I think, as well, just to see what's in it. But um, I actually had the privilege to be the signature in that product yes, this year. So, yes, yes. Um, I've seen that. Done some really cool stuff. Um, how that process works is uh, they come into training one day and just tell you you're signing for the product. You don't yeah. have any heads up before that. But uh, yeah, you come in, you sign it. Um, you probably sign about four or 500 of them and yeah, um, how many? How yeah, many is out there? I reckon there's so there's ones numbered to twenty. Yep. So there's only twenty of them in a certain color. Yeah. Then there's ones to forty nine, I think, and then I think there's ninety nine. So they're all based on different colors, but I think that's how it works. So um, that's it. That would be about what one one seventy all up. Yeah, something like are, that. Are, might you be a, more. are you a redemption? No, no, I'm all on card. Them, yeah, yeah. All, yeah. all, all on, on card. card. Um, all on card autos there you go. that I've done probably a couple months ago now. And yeah, it's, it's actually a pretty cool process to go to. But I think it's cool because we've been involved and mm. we collect cards yeah. and we sort of have this little business now that we do that you actually see the little intricacies that people put on cards. So yeah. for the number ones, I did like a proper signature and I'd sort of put a little bit of an inscription on there. And um, now in the Facebook groups, People are frothing that that's like a, a yeah. big thing, you know, and um, just puts more value on cards. I'm like, well, if we can take our expertise from Four Point and put it into this product, yeah. we can make that just as cool. So, um, yeah, we'll open a few packs and gee, if we get one, that'll be cool. Yeah. But um, I do have a couple of samples here as well that we will show um, of the signatures. They actually they're good enough to send some through, and um, yeah, I think that's probably something that we can break that barrier from now. Is I think they used to just put cards in your face and you'd sign them, but now we've sort of created that barrier where we can go, all right, let's cross that bridge and you guys give us some just so we can have it when we're older and yeah. for memories. But at the same time, um, yeah, we can also get it from the product as well. So I think Shandell got one of mine in 2020 and put it in that. That's right. Yeah, I think we got it at one of the, at one of the houses. Yeah. So. It's a good I think we've still, it might be at mine, yeah. I think we've still got it. But like we said, even in that product, there's base cards, there's silver cards, there's all these different variants. It's um, it's quite cool. So from someone who collected it back in the day, yeah. um, I said it's quite nostalgic and yeah, it's some pretty cool product and I think they're getting a bit more budget now to, to yeah. do some cool things they're, with they're, it. They're much nicer now. Yeah, um, the lead's cool. They're I'm really good cards. The, the traders, like when I was signing them, mm. I feel like the, they're the, hard the, to sign. The, 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 the auto doesn't actually sit on it, but yeah. with the traders card, so with the lead, it actually, actually holds on the card. Yeah. So. so that's probably a good, that's, that's a really good segue into I think – I've had so many kids walk up to me with a Sharpie yeah. and want me to sign their cards. Don't I'm going to say right now, don't use a Sharpie. Use a, it's a company called Stadler. Stadler, mm. I think it's called. S-T-A-E-D-L-A-R or something like that. They actually work on the trader's cards. So I think yeah. they're made for it. But um, yeah, if anyone is listening and they do want to get their card signed, Sharpie is probably not the way to go because it just it's glossy and yeah, it wears off. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But Stadler, I think it's called, I don't know, a, probably wrong, but it's something to do with that. Um, they are the ones to get and they're made for signing that sort of card. So there you go, little tip. If you're into AFL as well, we'll do AFL breaks. I've currently got some boxes for four, from Four Point. Um, we can yep. break as well. So some good little um, some boxes there as well. But we've also got Prism as well. So Yeah, we've got um, a few boxes that we're going to get up. Yeah. So. yeah, so stay tuned, guys. Keen. Yeah, we've got plenty coming in. Like I think the big thing to collect is rookies. I think that's quite obvious. But in saying that, I feel like American sports, it's very rookie-based. But yeah. in Australian sports, it's like whoever the GOAT is. You yeah, want the GOAT yeah, yeah. or um, someone who's, yeah, a top 10 or top 20. Yeah. It's like I feel like that's why it's it's cool. You're not just trying to chase the one card. It's yeah. more like you've, you've got a few options to pick. So 
Um, yeah, like Mun said, we've got AFL, we've got NFL, we've got NBA, we've got NBL, we've got FIFA World Cup, soccer, uh, UFC, WWE, you name it. Honestly, you guys, whatever you want, um, we go out and get it. And yeah, we sort of break it in our own houses and, and send it out to you. So it's been a big learning curve and, and big experience, but yeah, we're still doing it. And um, like I said, we'll do a break at the end of this just to show you what it's all about and uh, hopefully get some pretty sick cards for you all. So um, I bought yeah. some nice autos um, uh, two nights ago. Brian Toll, that was nice and clean. Oh, yeah, you did too. And a couple of young guns okay. as well, Bailey Otto from the dog. So yeah. Some really nice clean autos there. Yeah, so nice cards, yeah, it was really uh, really nice cards. Before we go, we do have a little giveaway. Um, we have all brought in a couple boots each. Uh, obviously, you two boys with Puma and me with Adidas, and we've brought in a few boots. Um, we will sign them, and there will be three winners of a signed boot each. So um, all you have to do for that is follow Oz American Aces on Instagram, subscribe on YouTube and Spotify, tag your two best mates, or randoms, we don't mind, whatever. Um, share it to your Instagram story for an extra entry and the winners will be announced live next week on the show. So a little celebrate uh, the first episode. But yeah, just wanted to thank you guys for tuning in and uh, this is our little giveaway. So There's a, a okay. signature, guys. If you need a bit of proof, there's authentication. 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 That's what I mean by my son not going to school enough. So I need him to go. <laughs> It's like his dad, Uzi, mm. and yeah, nice little storm number on it as well. We love oh, that. All right. I'll, 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 one yeah. up you. You one up me. <laughs> one. What? What are your storm numbers? One eight four. I'm one six zero. One nine four. You one nine four. I'm one nine four. There we go. One nine four. One eight four and one six zero. But um, yeah, there we go. That's our little. Little thank you guys for tuning in. Like we said, um, there will be a couple of winners of those boots. Um, like I said, what to do. But yeah, just want to thank you guys for tuning in. Um, it's been good to chat. Like I said, we'll be back next week. Uh, these episodes will be out Wednesday night, 7.30. And yeah, thanks again. So I hope to see you next week. Uh, if anyone does want to sponsor the podcast, please reach out as we are more than happy to work something out. Um, and yeah, hopefully we can keep doing this. Like we said, we've got an eight-week block coming up, leading into the grand final with a grand final show. And uh yeah, plenty of good insights from the boys. So thanks for tuning in. And uh, yeah, we'll be hopping on that break now. So tune in if you want to watch that as well. Thanks to everyone that has tuned into the Clubhouse podcast. Please make sure you have hit the subscribe button on all our channels and also follow us on social media at Oz American Aces so that you don't miss out on any announcements. Catch you at the Clubhouse. Clubhouse.